Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Intentionally Inclusive. Uh, This is your host, Ashley George, and today we'll be diving deep into the topic of an overarching theme regarding difficult conversations. However, I'm not alone in today's journey. We do have a special guest that will be introducing a very special tool. And so I wanted to take the time out to introduce you to our very own Rick Cognata. Hello there. Hi, Rick. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Uh, Do you mind sharing a little bit more about what you do here at the company and your interest regarding difficult conversations? Yes. Who is Rick Cognata? (laughs) So I have been here 11 years. Uh, I've done all kinds of, I've had five different roles actually in 11 years, but the majority of what I've done, worked in the Learning and Development Center. I taught all the professional development um, to the entire organization, delivered different trainings with my buddy, Mark Oliverio. And until recently, I just moved into our people strategy organization under the leadership development group. So yeah, we have, we've, I've taught quite a bit around this subject of difficult conversations. Wonderful. Well, I am super grateful and I'm sure our listeners are too, uh, for your time today and your willingness to dive deep into some of the tips that you pass on to the folks that you engage with and train on a regular basis. And so just to give folks some background to today's topic, I did want to share that today's topic was chosen very deliberately, uh, given the current climate of of the world. Um, And so just be cognizant of the fact that it'll probably resurface in episodes to come. When we think about difficult conversations, we need to um, just understand that it's the core of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's in It's the core to being intentionally inclusive, and it's vital, right? When we think about interpersonal changes, we want to see societal changes, structural changes. We need to talk. We need to engage, and we need to have respectful dialogue. Internally, we know that Paychecks offers many spaces for difficult conversations through our fireside chats, you know, via our Be Here Now group, opportunities for leadership development, the work that Rick is doing with his team. But we thought that this was a great space to empower you now as an individual. Think about your team meetings. Think about your one-on-ones. Think about conversations you might have across cubes if you're in person or across your office or maybe if you're virtual, speaking to folks right in that screen via WebEx and so forth and so on. So, um, you know, we want to apply it to that professional aspect, but also apply it to you as a person. Uh, When you go home, those conversations you have at dinner uh, with friends, with your family, with loved ones, once again, being very intentional on providing you some tips that you can apply to uh, difficult dialogue uh, in, in any sort of case in point. And so I figured we can start off with you, Rick, when it comes to the tools that you present to your folks via training. Thank you, Ashley. I'll tell you what. Here's what. Here's why. how I want to start. So I always start to ask people, and, and I, I'm going to put it back to you. I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. but No worries. When you hear the words, difficult conversations, hey, Ashley, I need to have a difficult conversation with you. What What's the first thoughts that come to your, to your head? I wouldn't even say there's a thought that comes to my head, more so of a um, kind of like a physical response. My heart flutters a little bit. Um, I get a little warm, you know. Yeah. Uh, and who knows the thoughts that follow? I think I sometimes focus on that that physical piece. Right. I think you said it perfectly. And those are the same answers I get when I deliver this class. People say the words, oh, no, mm-hmm. here we go. I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be fun, right? And, this, and that's typically where our brains go. And we know 
that a difficult conversation is a conversation you know you need to have, but you don't have it. You keep putting it off. And we've been there, right? We say, yeah. you know what? As soon as I get home, I'm going to have that conversation with her. And then we say, nah, I'm going to ruin dinner. Let, let's wait, have a nice dinner, and then I'll have it. No. Yeah. You know what? Now I'm not going to be able to sleep. I can't do that right before bedtime. And we just continue to put it off. Mm -hmm. So it's a conversation you know you need to have, and we don't have it because we're afraid of the reaction we're going to see. We don't know how to start the conversation. We don't know how to end the conversation. So that's kind of the things that what I want to touch on today. And I think a lot of our listeners have heard of Crucial Conversations. It's mm -hmm. a book uh, a certification that we used here at Paychecks for years. And then a, a while back, we changed to something called Straight Talk. We had a, a woman come here. Her name was Tina Smagala. She brought this Straight Talk concept, very similar. And that's what we teach now at Paychecks. So that's kind of how it's evolved. I just kind of I wanted to just touch on that so everybody kind of knows what is this straight talk I've been hearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I appreciate the background. I'm even thinking back to what you mentioned regarding avoiding these conversations, right? And we hear this a lot in DEI land, right? Uh, safe conversations or being safe, right? This safe space. And, and it's relatively interesting because I think sometimes we play it too safe, right? That's how we end up in and larger conflicts, things kind of bubble over and become a lot bigger than they need to be. So definitely in, in the space of more brave spaces, right? Being brave, being courageous. And I'd love to know a little bit more about Straight Talk. Yeah, it's great. And you, you, you kind of alluded right to where I was going. It's about planning your approach, mm -hmm. right? Difficult conversations, can't you can't just wing it, yeah. right? It's not like, hey, where are we going to lunch? Or where's that? It's how do I tell my colleague that, you know, I'm not necessarily on the same page, my manager, a client for a lot of folks. Uh, uh, you know, our brains typically, you know, we think of paychecks, but we also have personal lives as well, right? Yeah. Friends, family, and, and whatnot. So I'm going to just touch on three things, right? Things to think about before, during, and after that conversation, nice. right? And it's all about planning it. And I know it sounds kind of, I, I, when I say the word plan. I don't want people to think scripted mm -hmm. while I, you know, but it's something that you have to kind of play out in your head. Maybe you do write it down. Maybe you do yeah. put some notes down so that when you're ready, at least I have a, a, an outline in terms of where I want to go with you. Yeah. That's a really good way to approach. Yeah. I think that's where people make a mistake. They just kind of, oh, as soon as I get home, bam, I'm going to have that conversation. And then we're, then emotions come into play, oh, right? Yeah. And we're reacting versus responding. So so that's the first thing I really want to talk about is preparation. I think we kind of, I kind of just covered that. The second thing is being aware of your emotional intelligence. I could talk mm. for four hours about that, it's Ashley. It's a big one. That's not our podcast, right? <laughs> Might be next. Who knows? I know. So, you know, for those, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are aware of EQ or emotional intelligence. And the, the big one that I want to focus on for people when you're thinking of a difficult conversation is being aware of being self-aware, mm -hmm. right? Understanding what your triggers are, what pushes your buttons, who pushes your buttons, and being a ready for the, ready for those emotions to come up. It's not a question of if. Yeah. Mostly, what did you just say when I asked you that question? Oh, yeah, right? it already came up, yeah. Yeah, when I ask you, I, I need to have a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have emotions. And when you study EQ, when you look at the four parts, the average person scores very low in the self-awareness category. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're self-aware, well, but yeah. very rarely do, do you say to yourself, how am I feeling at this given moment right now? Mm -hmm. We have a tool here at Paychex called the Mood Elevator. Yes. So not many 
places kind of can connect the dots like we can. But so that, those are the two things in terms of before, right? Mm-hmm. Preparing, thinking about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, understanding emotions are going to come up and just being very aware of who you're sitting across. Yeah. Yep. Right? That's a that's a good one. I know sometimes we talk a lot about obviously being aware of who we're, who we're speaking to, but also being aware of how you show up in a space. Right. You know, when we think about uh, difficult conversations, as mentioned, you know, identity plays a huge part as well. So, I mean, just this goes back to that notion of emotional intelligence. Right. Being aware of who you are, the, the space you may or may not take up in these conversations, being aware of maybe even potential perceptions based off of your like impact or intent around conversations as well. Mm-hmm. So just great. Great tips. Well, again, I, I, I would love to. to- I know people are going to think that you're you're walking me right into these perfect things, but you just said <laughs> intent, and that's where I was going next, right? Wonderful. During the conversation. So we kind of prepped. I'm aware. I've got myself into a good space. I'm checking myself, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's about starting with positive intent. Mm. And that's, you know, everybody can roll their eyes and say, yeah, I know. This is one of our culture-shaping principles. I've heard this a million times, Rick. But do we do it? And here's what I say in class, right? I always, I, I'll pick a person or two and I'll say, what does negative intent look like? I want mm. you to start with negative intent. That yeah. sounds ridiculous. But when you start with negative intent, what does it look like? I'm going to win. You're going to lose. Yep. Right? That's how we're wired. Yes. Right? I'm going to prove my point. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I hate to say it, but people don't start, they say they start with positive intent, but when, how do I start the conversation? Does it sound like I'm going to win, you're going to lose, right? Yeah, that's a big one. And this goes to conditioning. As you just mentioned, um, socially, it's always win or lose. There's a winner, there's a loser. Someone has a higher score or a lower score. That's just how we measure everything, success and and all. So just the language, just by language, we just kind of, interesting. Conditioning is is something. Yeah. And the other thing I bring up a lot in class during the conversation that you actually have to prep for and be Mm -hmm. aware of are these things called derailers, things mm-hmm. that can derail. Like you you started with positive intent. You prepared, mm-hmm. but you're not thinking of these derailers. And I'm going to only focus on two. Okay. And the first one is the word hope. When I look at you, Ashley, and I say, well, you know, I, I, I hope we can, I really hope we can work this out, or I hope we can get on the same page, or I hope this, hope that. Hope is not a strategy. Yeah. Right. So when I start with that kind of language, or even if I don't articulate it, but I'm thinking to myself, wow, I hope we can really get through this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're starting off on the wrong foot. Yeah. So that's a big thing that I caution folks. And I really say, start to get that language out, mm-hmm. whether it's in your head or it's something you're verbalizing. And then the other one that's my favorite that derails a conversation mm-hmm. is minimizing. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is people minimize at the beginning and the end of a conversation. And it sounds something like this. Listen, Ashley, you know, we sit down, I plan it, right? Listen, Ashley, this isn't a big deal. So then I go on and on and on. Well, if it's not a big deal, why are we yeah. sitting down and we're making a big deal of it? Or at the end of a conversation, when I'm all done and I'm all awkward and I feel weird, I'm like, are we good? It's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. <laughs> but it is a big deal, it right? It is, yeah. Why do people, why do you think people minimize? Oh, maybe it's just one of those immediate responses to just, okay, like, let's not have an issue because of this. Like, let's, you know. Because I am I feel awkward. Yeah, so this is yeah. going to make me feel better by yep. saying it's not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that goes into, into, oh, I just love how the title of this podcast really aligns with everything because I say it so often, but this is the, where the intent comes from, right? Yeah. If you initiated this conversation, this is clearly, you know, a challenge, something that you want to discuss, you know, find some resolve around. No need to minimize it, right? We want to be intentional about the, the follow-up and the result and what we do moving forward. So yeah. that's just really good point. And as you're talking, those examples, I really appreciate you doing those because I can say on behalf of myself, I can think about times where I have minimized conversations have. or I've or I've been in conversations where it's been minimized, yeah. right? And I kind of end up in this weird, so why are we talking about mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have you just have to be aware. We're all guilty of mm-hmm, it, right? Mm-hmm. We're human beings. Yep. And then the last thing I'll talk about during is this this idea of grit. Versus grace, or what I like to say, candid words versus a caring tone. And we know people a little bit too candid, a mm-hmm. little bit too gritty. Think of sandpaper, right? Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're the type of people that you, you'll you hear them say, hey, this is me. If they don't like it, too bad. Oh, yeah. Right? And they, and they just put it out there. And typically, those folks kind of struggle with relationships sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you get the opposite, too caring. Right. Where, you know, they they want to say a little bit more. They want to be a little bit more assertive. They know it's the right thing to do, but I, I just can't get myself there. And then yep. what happens? Then they get walked on. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's truly a balancing act. And people always ask me, well, Rick, how do I how do I become, you know, be more candid? And it's all about talking to folks that have those pieces that you see, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I noticed you're, you're very assertive. Like, help me understand how you've gotten that way. Or can you give me some tips? Yeah. And it's it's about being intentional. Right. You know, you might get out of your comfort zone. If that's not your norm to be a little bit more assertive because you have too much grace, if you will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you got to be intentional about it. Yeah. This goes back again, folks. Brave versus safe. Brave versus safe. Be a little bit more brave. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to also embody it. Um, as you're talking about grit versus grace, I definitely know where I am on that spectrum. A bit more of the too graceful. Okay. Right. Um, so, yeah, trying to be a little bit more brave. Right. And knowing that. And this is for me and, and for those who may also align. But just knowing that you're also doing yourself a favor. Right. By allowing yourself to have a voice when it comes to being brave and, and speaking up and just empowering yourself to do so. You're yeah. going to get the most out of the conversation, too, if you if you give yourself that that space to be a little bit more honest and candid. Yeah, it takes work. Mm-hmm. It really does. Nobody's. Nobody's perfect at these concepts. Yeah. That's why we're doing the podcast, right? Right, right. <laughs> Step on. So the, finally, so we talked a little bit about before and preparation and tips, obviously, during, starting with positive intent, grit versus grace. But now it's it's over, right? You've, you've, mm-hmm. you've, you've put it out there. We've had a dialogue. We've had a conversation. It's, you know, and the last step of straight talk is reflecting and asking you, actually. So how do you feel about what I just said? Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it creates, you know, people support what they create. We've heard this a million times. So yeah. if you think it doesn't happen often, but if you think that we're going to have this banter back and forth for five or 30 minutes and I say, how, how do you feel? Do you feel good? Yeah, there very well could be the person that, you know, says, yeah, I, I feel OK. But most of the time it's going to be like, well, I don't know, Rick, I I don't necessarily agree. And I'm just sitting here and I'm biting my tongue. Well, that's where you open it back up yep. to the dialogue. Well, then, no, I don't want to walk away mm-hmm. just because you think that's the correct way to do. Please, like, yeah. let's have a little bit more conversation. And and 
the thing that I think we bo- both sides need to understand, and I preach this all the time, is you need to validate. Mm-hmm. People think that validating means I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. And it doesn't. It means, okay. And I've said these words countless times. Listen, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I, I literally say the words. I don't necessarily agree, but I could totally see why you think that. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. just, that, that helps people say, all right, he's listening to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, I mean, sometimes all we need to, you know, whether there's a resolve or not, sometimes we just need to be heard. Like sometimes that's just a need. Yeah. I used to do a lot of restorative justice work. And one of the things that was the focal point of the conversation and dialogue is to just ensure that needs are addressed. And obviously, sometimes it's hard to identify what our needs are, right? We're not always so used to being asked that question and being able to actually communicate like what that is. However, once again, being seen, being heard sometimes will, will really do the trick. Yeah. This is great. I'm, I'm just so glad. And, you know, this, these concepts are things that everybody knows. Yeah. You know, and I'll continue to say it. It ties back to your emotional intelligence, like mm-hmm. being self-aware, reacting versus responding. Checking yourself, I joke about all the time, checking <laughs> yourself before you wreck yourself, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. We've all been driving home from work, just shaking our head at ourselves saying, oh my gosh, I didn't show up well. Yeah. Why did I say that? Yep. You lay in bed at night, you're still thinking about it. So, but oh, yeah. stop making the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. I have people say, yeah, yeah, that's me. Well, eventually you have to start improving. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I think about moments like that. You wish you did something different or whatever the case may be. And sometimes it feels so debilitating, but there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's more than likely you'll probably be in that situation sooner oh, than later. For sure. um, for and sure. that's, so that's all we can do. You know, I think about these difficult conversations. Yeah. Maybe you might've said the wrong thing. Maybe you used, you know, um, uh, incorrect terminology or whatever the case may be, but it's just, you recorrect. You recorrect and move yeah. on. And I think sometimes that comes with the fear of difficult conversations. We're so afraid to say the wrong thing. We're so afraid to, you know, react the wrong way. Um, but but that's that's a part of this. That's a part of this journey. Just, that's how we're going to grow. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I guess that's where the mindset shifts comes in, right? We have to be willing to kind of embrace that that nature of growth and yeah, that's that's a different conversation there, but right. And, I, and I'm hoping that you know, just again, if this is the first time you're you're listening, and mm-hmm. it, that just these small little tips will make a huge difference, right? Just planning it ahead of time, not winging it, being aware of your emotional intelligence, your triggers, checking, yep. making sure the person's okay. It's not they're not, they're not hard concepts, but they need to be reinforced sometimes. Yep. I always say, um, just in talking about DEI and, and education and awareness and all of these things, the goal is not to be an expert. There's right. no such thing. But the goal is to be a practitioner, like practice. How are we practicing these tips? And Rick, I am so thankful for you coming here today um, to share these tips, share just bits of practical behaviors folks can use uh, when addressing difficult conversations. So we're very grateful to have you here. Well, I'm so, so thankful that you asked me, and I hope I hope a lot of people listen to this. Yeah, I hope so, too. I think so. As we wrap up today's conversation, I did want to share some upcoming DEI communications and events. Uh, two things coming up on August 9th. We have our uh, International Day of the World's Indigenous Peoples. In addition to our Inclusion and Diversities book club on how to be an inclusive leader, 
And as we think about later on in August, we also do have some awareness days. Uh, World Suicide Prevention Day on the 10th. We have a Be Here, Be Now event on the 15th. And then lastly, National AIDS and Age Awareness Day on the 18th. So as we talk about difficult conversations, we empower you to leverage these events, leverage these holidays to uh, address the, the difficulty, the challenge behind a lot of these, uh, these themes and, and topics. On that note, uh, I thank everyone for listening in at whatever time zone you may happen to be in, whatever day. Thanking the Creative Services Department in addition to Rick. I have to emphasize it again. We're really grateful for your tips on uh, practicing this work and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022. All rights reserved.